that I hit GC again. And I'm currently at like 1530. So I'm almost at GC too. Jokes on you, Wabbits. Uh huh. I just assume you're sitting at GC one, like GC one, Div three. Yeah. Permanently. Okay. I just (laughs) assume you are sitting there permanently. So when you said that, like your reaction for me might have wanted to be to like, hey, this is. I was not expecting. We're celebrating. You think GC? So like, give me some of that. But instead, I'm like, nah. You're already GC one. Tell me when you're SSL. You know. This thing was (laughs) almost GC two now. But I'm still lower MMR than I want to be. <laughs> Do let us know when you're GC2. That would be fun. Yeah. Hopefully by the end hey, of the week. Hey, we'll interesting. Find. Interesting how that works. So, yeah. So, Lazero hits GC1 <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> let me quickly, and Wabbits, who's been GC1 decide. for like Try a hard. year, <laughs> GC1 for like a year, just all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Becomes, all of a sudden. Almost, almost hits GC2. Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, as well as Relentless, who has the spiciest takes, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rockley Podcast. I hope all of you are doing well. I am back. I'm with Wabbits. I'm quite excited. How are you doing, Wabbits? I'm doing pretty good. How you know, I, I heard you're you're excited, but why are you excited? Tell me. I'm excited right because I don't know what what has happened on the past two shows. So okay, okay let, let, let's give let's give the, the audience some context, okay? Mm-hmm. So we released a Robin Kyle show mm-hmm. on um I think it was on Friday or Saturday. That uh, sounds about right. And I don't know what I said, but I said some things. I'm not sure. You said a lot of things. I'm not sure how people <laughs> are going to take them. Uh, and then on top of it, just the the last last uh, the esports roundup show was just wild. I, I really have to. Have. I've heard many things. I need to. I need to listen to it. Yeah, um, I will say though, and actually, I'd like to I like to thank the or one of our listeners who was saying some of the audio was a little off on that show, and it's mostly me. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna explain it. It just I was not consistent with how far away I was with the mic. So that's even, something that I always do. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was especially clear though. I think it was I think it was more clear um, on that show uh, for whatever reason. I mean, mic stands a little all over the place. So um, hope. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth nice and close to the mic uh, for this show. How about that? That's a good idea. Um, yeah. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there won't be any problems. And as well, uh, you know, the, the esports show, uh, you know, the uh, our producer Hunty, you know, didn't uh, isn't in charge of editing those ones. So mm, um, that so, does you know, make a make a big difference. He does he, a lot. He does a lot to make it. He make the mistakes at least smaller. You know. Yes. <laughs> um so yeah uh but yeah no i said a lot of things and you know uh i think relentless has really left a mark on me you know he he said he wanted spicy lazero well if he if he listened to the most re- recent rob and kyle show and he listened to the uh <laughs> to the most <laughs> recent show uh he got his spicy takes so uh hopefully hopefully i, I don't get too much trouble for it but uh, <laughs> nice rob and kyle show only for patrons by the way 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that one I'm a little less worried about. Although I may get I may get some things. I I did say say some stuff, uh, and I'm kind of. It's kind of interesting that the patrons haven't called me out on anything. So so maybe it was okay. You know, I'll call you just... out soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll hear the Aussies in a couple days. Yeah, yeah. I'll need to explain myself at some point. Yeah, so right. I'm just I'm already writing my speech. All right, my my uh, response. My my YouTube video for <laughs> the apology video. Yeah. The apology video for sure for sure. Uh, so yeah, you can you can catch that on the Patreon. Um, other things with the Patreon is we're gonna start doing, and this this won't start this week, but we're gonna start doing little ten minute pre banters about whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like kind of like what we did here for three minutes, except uh, a little little more extended. So we're gonna have those that are gonna be Patreon exclusives. So I'll talk more about that next week. Um, yeah, but yeah, those are just coming just coming next week. Yeah, Look just like a little me. little preview this week, I guess. Um, yeah, and we'll talk. About- and I think you you have agreed to it. I've mm-hmm. I've forced you. No, sorry. <laughs> I mean you've uh-huh. uh, you've gracefully agreed to review of one of my, my replays. Complete own volition. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, yeah, not at all. Uh, so we're gonna hope to add at least once a month a uh, uh, Lazero replay review, and hopefully you'll learn a lot from it. Especially with you know beginners corner not happening on the YouTube channel, it'd be nice to get some more things going there. So mm-hmm. uh, also starting in June, we'll have. Once a month, just just to have a little bit of video content, not just not just the podcast in in uh, my. I mean, I've said this before, but in my most annoying uh, <laughs> annoying version of the podcast is uploading it without video, right? Like just an audio <laughs> podcast on a YouTube channel. I yep. hate it, but I still upload it because for the ten people that listen to it, there, I'm like, I think it's you know they can. You know, it's worth it for the 10 people. It's worth it for the 10 people that would otherwise not listen. So mm-hmm. I need to look at mm-hmm. it that way. Um, <laughs> And last thing for our announcements, last thing uh, is that coming up this week, so May the 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Actually, technically, we're going to start at 730, all right, because Wally has called me out on the Discord, so I will be facing Wally in a 1v1. I think it might literally... It uh, might be a best of three. might be just one game. Uh, okay. I'm okay. Probably best of three. Probably best of three. So we'll start 7.30. There'll be a little... It'll be the pre-show. It'll be myself against Wally mm-hmm. on the pre-show. Uh, and then Messi will be... Uh, after that, the Messi gauntlet will begin. So the whole community will fight against Messi and we'll see if he can survive. Yes. Um, I think more than anything, as it goes on, as there's better players, like I think Messi might be caught out because there is the five-goal rule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the five goal rule makes a lot of sense for for you know lower level players. So it's not just like twenty nothing, um, but but once it gets to the higher end, uh, he's going to probably have some trouble. I feel mm-hmm. uh, a lot of kickoff I, goals can happen, and if they all that's happen what I'm in saying. one game, it's just over. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I have like a feeling Messi's going to that's that's how Messi's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. Um, so yeah, stuff to look forward. Regardless, just before eight p.m. twenty ninth this saturday uh so join us and i'll have the link to the twitch channel and as well how to sign up to be part of the uh the gauntlet right to be one of the raid <laughs> bosses you know everyone's looking at this like messi's the raid boss no 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 no. messi's the protagonist okay <laughs> and we're the dungeon <laughs> we're the dungeon that he's trying to face through so um, i'm really excited for this and then after this win or lose, this will be, and I think I've said on the last show, this will be the last uh, tournament that I will allow Messi to participate in, because um, mm-hmm. he's on a streak of five wins, and and uh, yeah, I think this is a nice send off. Just because I know a lot of people have not been wanting to play in the tournaments because of it's not even his fault. He's just too good. Like yes, the man yeah. is just too good. <laughs> so so uh, this will probably be the last time we'll have uh, Messi in uh, the tournaments. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. Guess what? what? No, we don't do this often. We do this sometimes. Let's okay. start with esports. You want to start oh with goodness. esports? I'm uh, caught off guard yeah, for sure. Let's do it. <laughs> caught off guard. I mean, it's in our notes that we literally set up for the show. I only just opened the notes, and if you were looking, you would have noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first thing I want to mention is actually uh, there was a game between Shopify, Rebellion, and FaZe. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you actually listen to our esports roundup show, you'll have our predictions for that game because that game was the decider of whether or not either of those teams were going to the uh the championships mm-hmm. um so I this quarterfinal game that it came down to a single game in the final tournament and it it, it it went all the way to game seven it's amazing um but phase clan has done it phase clan has clinched their spot in the championships mm-hmm. obviously i'm sure if this was worlds they would care a lot more that being said phase clan is a new team um i'm sorry it's not a new team it's it's no, a newly, newly branded team up. yes and i'm sure they're very happy to have results right i'm mm-hmm. sure uh the fact that phase clan has this hey we've made it to the championships which technically all of the season was for so um they yeah they they if you if you purchase a squad you want them to do well so <laughs> true true by um, the way um yeah. I don't know if you guys talked about this, but can we just quickly say how the uh, the Reddles ban on day day one and two actually mattered? <laughs> okay, explain, explain further. So, did you talk about oh, this? Because I don't want to go too far. Actually, I, we did not. We did not talk about this. So this is totally. I am down to talk about it. The only okay, thing perfect. I want to make mention is there was a what I loved from. Um, uh, what from- I loved. It was mm-hmm. a space station, right? Uh, yes. What, what I love from space station is that they had, they had. I think it's S. Math or uh, Matthew. Uh, what, what's his name? What's the replacement player's name? The substitute. Uh, Sathu. Sathu. They, they have like Sathu in a car, and he has like blurry vision because he like can't quite see like the side, and it's like it's showing that like Sathu is playing instead of Reddles. Like like space station put out like this whole high quality video. Uh, uh, it was, it was great. It's amazing. If you, if you get a chance to see it, it's, it's a lot of fun kind of poking fun at, at the band. Uh, nice. But yes, let's talk, let's talk about Reddles ban affecting the results. Okay. So as we, some people might remember from, I think it was a couple podcasts ago, we talked about that Reddles band where um, he yelled at some, uh, some tournament organizers and psionic staff being like, yo, that, that was really not cool what happened um, over a DC disconnect stuff like things that happened. You can go back and listen to that or that's pretty much I it. I think a lot disconnect. of the communities on his side, but all, a lot of community <laughs> understand the band because it's like, exactly. no, we can't, even if you are correct in your anger, we can't justify the behavior because then more people are going to be like this in the future. So yeah, we can't let that go because then it sets a precedent that this is okay. So we can't do that. But we also understand why you did this. So like, eh, don't want us the precedent, but also it's fine. Um, that's how we, I guess, uh, understood it to be. But going back on this, that's the reason for the ban. The ban actually happened, and we finally got the results. I, th- I do think that Sathu played well, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Reddles was originally in that, uh, yeah, was a part of um, the team the whole time. Would they not have had the uh, energy space station being in two place two and four in the uh, in the in group B with G two coming out number one and Phase coming out number three? So space station did make it fairly clean. It was like 
version one was very much the lowest seed. But what ended up happening with this uh, outcome of them being the fourth is that in first round of playoffs, they faced Rogue. And Space Station versus Rogue is a very, very big uh, first round fight. Um, that's like, something I that, think mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Like compared to Sonic's Shopify face, uh, actually, I guess, no, I guess they would face the other side of the bracket, right? So yeah. the other possible teams they'd face, like maybe a, if they could have gone in Sonic's or Shopify, I think those are much more winning mm-hmm. matchups. I know Team Envy went two and two in groups, but Team Envy is a is a show up team. True. Uh, so I, that being said, they did not play this that well this weekend. So, really so yeah, should. I agree. Any of those three teams would have probably been better than Rogue. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> I think any team probably would have been better than Rogue. Like, I'd even I'd even argue that Rogue had they end up facing G two, uh, would have probably probably won, and if they faced them in the semis or the finals, I think Rogue was probably. Mm-hmm. Like maybe okay, maybe not, but but I think Rogue to me at least on paper, I think Rogue is a scarier threat than G two right now. Yeah, I would. And the G two did extremely that. well. I think G two is definitely top two, top three. I just think if had they faced Rogue earlier or had they faced Rogue in semis, uh, I think uh, Rogue would have won. But anyway, it would have made going. a big difference. Um, so yeah, the basically the group stage really messed things up, and this uh, this band being in place may have had a pretty big effect on space station's placing. That's mostly what I wanted to say here. Cause like, let's look at what, I guess what might've happened. Um, if it was like NRG space station, G2 phase in that order of one, two, three, four space mm-hmm. or NRG space station might be up for debate, but you know, ignoring that. Um, that means that space station, I think actually ends up going against envy, which is very funny. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually a good, a good, question like would space station have won there i think they probably would have envy was not looking well i think regardless like at this level the reason subs should only be used in the last resort is that i think as soon as you have a new player the dynamic of how you play changes completely even if they like have practicing their style whatever i think Mm -hmm. there's a disconnect and then you're kind of going back you know like yeah. Essentially, I'm sure. I'm sure what ended up happening is Space Station practiced with Sathu like a lot, right? Because because literally, they, in order for us, well, well, I guess, I guess, I guess, as long as they didn't get fifth, they're fine. So, <laughs> so may, maybe they didn't practice as much, but but I think the fact that like you have to kind of readjust to this player and then go back to that player that could have a big effect as well. Yep, and then there's also like Reddles technically missed two days of warm up. You could say where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is two days. That's um, wild. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of things were very, very not normal. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Um, so, a whole bunch of stuff that may or may not have had a big effect on uh, what ended up happening in day four or the play- playoffs day. Let me put it this way, okay? Mm-hmm. Reddles essentially didn't play. Then played one game and then proceeds to lose four games and four games. Sorry. Played one set where they won the first game in that set and then proceeded to lose four games in a row. Uh, And that was it. That was his whole tournament. Yeah. Reddles played a total of essentially half an hour for Rocket League for this whole tournament. (laughs) You can put it into perspective that way. Yeah. And that's a very big thing in terms of like practice, warm up, who's ready, who's not placing 
uh, seeding all of that, like things mm-hmm. got very messed up and, you know, Sathy playing well, he might, he may or may not have played well. I actually didn't watch too many games. Um, but regardless, just because they did then swap back, uh, rattles back in on that final day, that's, that's very hard. <laughs> very not easy to play with so that's that's it and it's interesting in terms of how that band actually mattered you know may or may not have mattered but i'm gonna say mattered <laughs> oh for sure for sure um okay mm-hmm. let's continue on here for a second na after this result i think it's it's kind of weird i don't think this always happens but i feel like the top six net a are the top six teams that made it through like, I think it's very well-deserved. Mm-hmm. I think G2 has definitely solidified itself with this result as as one of those teams that's kind of back in it a little bit, especially with a sub, right? Yep. Well, not really a sub anymore. The, 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 uh, they, have, they have their main player now, uh, I feel. I don't think they're going to be switching anytime soon because it looks uh, like... Um, uh, what is it? Drees? Drees? Yeah. Drees. Drees. Uh, has been doing well so I, I don't expect any big changes at least now mm-hmm. um regardless Dries has been been filling the role well um and i would argue that you know they they did this is an excellent result i think rogue would have beat them um but mm-hmm. i think they 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 were top three definitely in this tournament uh i think there's no denying yep. that i think reddles a reddles a weird feeling reddles space station would have probably lost to g2 in this tournament I think Envy would have probably lost. Um, although, then again, Envy only lost the best team in the tournament. So, uh, you know that that at least on the on the final the final Sunday, um, mm-hmm. so that can be questionable. But uh, I think G two solidified themselves, and I think these top two top top six teams: Rogue, Space Station, NRG, Envy, um, G two, and I guess Phase. Right, Phase and Shopify are like the six and seven, but I think the other five are very solid top five. Yes, uh, I think they. Yeah. I think NA has really solidified itself. We talked about the top six, um, and it's kind of stayed true. And with the results in the most recent major, I think it continues to hold true. And I think that's fun. Like mm-hmm. the problem with a lot of leagues is they tend to have like a top two. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but I really like this like whole bunch of teams really fighting for the top, and I think that's going to continue to strengthen the na region as a whole right when For you sure. have so many varied teams all kind of at that top level mm-hmm. no 100 percent um I, I actually do like this uh phase clan shopify um fifth sixth that's going on because both six, of those seven, teams, or six seven sorry yep yeah um that's going on because the, they're both so like such good teams to be honest um mm. and both of them could very much give any of the uh the upper level teams a run for their money like you can say this as an example or or not take it whether <laughs> either way uh shopify beat envy quite handedly i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um and pretty much stayed at about the same uh win rate as pretty much every other team in that bracket except for against rogue where rogue was very dominant except for against envy for some reason they showed up there who knows Envy's weird. <laughs> that's it um <laughs> but like they're very much there and able to compete like phase beat energy in the group stages um things like that like that is that would never happen in eu right now um unless 
BTS was just like, you know what? We don't care about this tournament, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think but, Europe is definitely a one a one team region, mm-hmm. and um, and that has its pluses and minuses. I think, I think in this scenario that NA has, um, all the teams are strengthened. Mm-hmm. Um, in the scenario that EU has. I, I don't think it's better for the all overall improvement of the teams um, because they're not sl- like Team BDS on its best day is not slightly above the other teams. Yeah. Like they're well ahead of most of the teams. Yeah. Um, and so facing them doesn't really give you anything, right? Yeah. Um, BDS on a bad day is like, oh, it's, it's the most we have a chance. for the region. Exactly. <laughs> It's the best practice for the region, but BDS on a good day is not. And then on top of that, BDS can't, you know, doesn't have the competitors to kind of really push themselves. That being yeah. said, the the one thing that I think is always in BDS's favor, and I've talked about this, is they've developed a habit of winning, right? I, I made a joke about that previous, but I think there is something to a driving force that we've literally won so many majors. So when you start losing, they'll have the mentality to kind of push forward and be like, no, we're, we're literally the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Although it is interesting that if there is land, right, uh, how how that works out, because uh, you know if they start True. losing to NA, there may be in the back of their minds somewhere, you know, maybe we are the worst region. <laughs> maybe we are the worst region, and the fact that essentially EU is all being carried on their backs, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a um, uh, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say for I guess a final statement on EU, um, a lot of the lower level teams in terms of points were very promising. And the only reason that they're lower on points is because they pretty much were created in the final um, the final tournament. So lots of things that could be potential there, like SK Gaming, uh, BS Plus competition, like that's a weird one, but maybe um, some random like one-off teams could have been very uh, threatening to some of the other top, top teams. So I don't want to just say it's, you know, only a one-team region, even though they're probably not going to be able to have any chance against BDS right now. But there are things that were going on in EU that just didn't have time to f- come to fruition. And yeah, it's yeah, just interesting, sure. though. <laughs> I think NA is, yeah, yeah. And we've, we've talked about that. I mean, it, it's also the brands. I think the brands have a lot to do with it as well. Establish esports brands. I think it helps. Um, you know, I think if Dignitas was in the top three, that would help kind of EU be bolstered. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of name recognition so it kind of works like that uh but yeah they have sk now so that's cool uh that's a very well-known orc it's been around it's been around the block shall we say <laughs> um last thing here on esports for today uh, i want to make mention that nrg is is once again on top and um i hmm i don't know if i want i don't know if i want to be a, like a little too out there with what I'm about to say. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but I think NRG feels like the best team in NA right now. They're the team to beat. Um, okay. And and I'm going to... I don't know if that's out there or if that's just completely normal opinion that's standard. Uh, but I feel like Envy just no-shows sometimes. Yep. 100%. Um, and, and so that's why that's why they're a team that it's like, well, they're either literally the best team in the world <laughs> or, you know, 
some me and coach, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know rogues been on a roll. Um, space station on stay is very good, but energy has, I feel like the most consistent and I feel like the top team right now, the team to beat in NA, uh, would you agree with that or do you disagree? I don't, I don't think I'd agree with that. Um, just mm-hmm. because like slightly, I would agree with you. Because energy being the team to beat is like they're very, very good. But you could pretty much say it about, I want to say the top five, but um, you could also say the top three um, teams are like the team to beat depending on day. Like Rogue, when mm. they show up and energy shows up, like it, it's really much a, or very much a coin flip between a lot of these teams of one who shows up. That's that's always going to be a thing. But on an even playing field, even still, it's a, it's a coin flip for a lot of the teams. So I don't think there is a specific team to beat. It's just like who has momentum, who's feeling a little bit better, who's getting the fifties, who's you know kind of doing all these little little things that we're not noticing, um, both in play and out of play that are that really make a difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just say one specific team to beat. Sure, right now. I, I guess my argument comes from consistency, right? They feel like the the team that seems to have shown... Although, there is a sneaky suspicion that I think Rogue like might be there too if it comes to like pure yeah. results, right? Yeah. Like, Rogue is a team, it's like, yeah, we're just top four. <laughs> <laughs> we're just always top four. Um, so I think so they I guess, are, actually. I, I don't know the last time Rogue hadn't... That's there what I'm saying. So, but, so in some ways, Rogue might be more consistent. They might not be as as well off high end, but but mm-hmm. uh, they 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 might be a more consistent team in that sense. Yeah. Really cool though. Interesting. Um, the the NA championships, and I think yeah, it all starts in about well when we so it starts in almost three weeks. So when we have a show in three weeks, we'll be one day in. Uh, to the championships which is like the crazy nice. best of sets right it's not just yes. a best of series yep. it's a best of best of. <laughs> yeah that can be a way to describe describe it's gonna be a lot of games <laughs> but it's fine because you're only really you're not getting that many games uh per day you know yeah um, you're essentially getting one one series either one or two series per region per day Okay. One or two series of sets for yep. region printing. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh okay, let's let's continue on. Wabbits. Mm-hmm. Um there's a Seabell video. I've linked it in the description. Yep. And you think this video is wrong. All right. Um, I put no. that. Sure. That's that's my clickbait title. The sure. Wabbits is like take oh, your we, clickbait. Whatever. We, we like our new ones. <laughs> How sure, dare we be your- reasonable people who have reasoned opinions that are I, not black or white, you know? I, I hate clickbait titles, so I don't want to do it, but do your clickbait titles because you have all the control. That's that's on you. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah. how about how about this? Wow, okay, you want you want do you want the nuanced version of this? Are you ready for it? Oh, do it. Wabbits thinks C Bell's uh, <laughs> SSL advice. Oh god, you're actually writing this out too. Doesn't work for lower level or most players. Is that more fair to your 
Yeah, and actually on that, then I would say that Seabell is wrong in trying to apply this to the Diamonds um, versus Champs. I think that Especially because was... his video was to, like gave it to Diamonds, yeah. like Diamond, like mid Diamonds, and they're like, "Yeah, mid Diamonds, just air dribble to the wall." Anyway, you, you get into it. You get into yeah. it here, Rabbits. Okay, so he went over a couple things in this video of being like, "Oh, this is what." I noticed watching X number of hours of SSLs play that they're always doing um, that I really never see anywhere else. That that was more or less the the premise. Let me have this. I think the video is worth watching. I think it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I actually think it's a very good video, um, and it's a lot of things that should be worked towards for a lot of levels. Um, like pretty much diamond up. I think you could work towards this if you're actively practicing these types of things. But the way that he came off in, in a lot of the points that he made in the video were that, oh, just do this. It's super easy. This is things that a lot of people can already do. So why aren't we doing this? <laughs> and that's that's what I that's my biggest issue or that's my real issue with this. <laughs> so obviously the air dribble to wall like, OK, sure. We all know that this isn't going to be very relevant to diamonds. Maybe a couple of diamond players are going to be able to air dribble once in a while, but they're not going to fully control it to get a pinch to get a clear. Like that's very, very hard to do and something that I can barely do myself, even though recently I hit GC2, dab, dab. Um, <laughs> I, I do do this. Wait, it's 2021 and you just said dab, dab? Yep, dab, dab. I also dab twice. Um, That's what I'm saying. I feel like, you know what, though? I think you've let the appropriate amount of time to use it unironically <laughs> again. I think you've actually waited the appropriate amount of time, so I'll give you that. You but can never use it yeah, yeah. and use it unironically in context. Great. Keep going. <laughs> it's unironic because it's the ironic use that's going back to the unironic use. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of levels. In no, no, the, no, no. The point <laughs> is, it's like if you were using it ironically, well, it would have to still have been a popular thing that happens. Oh, but because true, it's true. no longer a popular thing that happens, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can use it however much you want. <laughs> it's the third reversal of counterculture. There we go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me just write that one down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so while well, you're actually writing it, air dribble to wall, we all know that that's not going to be a thing. Um, air dribble to wall alone is very hard. I worked on this when I was in C2 and I wasn't able to do it until very, very recently when in a defensive position. Air dribble to wall into pinch is something that I'm actively working on and can only barely implement in my own play. So that one, pretty much you're not looking at until you're in like, at least champ. And okay, says, uh, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna provide a counter, or just just maybe a nuance. I'm not gonna count it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Say it's it's uh, a caveat. Uh, okay. Shall we say this? I think the the general idea that you don't always have to air dribble towards the opponent's net. True. That this implies air dribbling towards wall, I think it's actually a good thing to think about, especially as you start getting into higher ranks. Yes. Because uh, let me be honest, Mr. Me, who air dribbles all the time. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, I usually air dribble directly at the net because, you know, I'm totally going to be able to perfectly time the <laughs> defender and keep immaculate control to slightly change the direction in such a perfect way that the defender slightly misses the shot and then I, then it goes in, right? Mm-hmm. No. The the mm. point is, I think I think if anything, if you would want to take away anything, it's the idea that hitting it up towards the wall and even air dribbling a little bit, or or even like hitting it up for yourself on the wall and then driving towards the and hitting it again, right? Mm-hmm. 
is a good idea because of the fact that if you're always going towards the net, you become really predictable for defenders. And that's when you see a lot of people get dunked on and either mm-hmm. at least at least indirectly a goal or literally directly to a goal. Yeah. So uh, I think thinking about, especially when you're in the defensive end, thinking about, hey, let me hit it towards the side here instead of always hitting it forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's something that we can definitely implement. Yes, for sure. Like that is a very good thing. And if you really want to get fancy with it um you can also start air dribbling towards the opponent's net but then go higher go into the back wall and pinch it down and then that's a really good pass that's probably baited at least one opponent like there's a lot of things that can be used here just from the intent of what this is doing where it's like don't air dribble to the opponent's net because it's kind of useless (laughs) the air (laughs) dribble is to keep your uh keep possession on the play get a 50 get a pinch do something try and get a pass like that's what your air dribble should be, and that's what SSLs are doing, which is the point of this uh, thing. But being able to control that air dribble in a way that you can bring it to the wall and you can control it and you can get that fifty is something that's very hard. So he did already say that this was basically for champ players, though. So that's hard. Um, now, next one we'll come back to because this one, you know what? No, we're doing it. I have a lot of issues with this next point, which is. Uh, I think it was stopping on the wall or patience on the wall. And it's called patience on the wall. I, I did I did go back and I did literally copy pretty much the titles. So Okay, good. I so, actually put in some research. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So this one is the one that I really wanted to talk about because the rest of them are like relatively applicable for most things. Um, except for hitting like starting the aerial gently. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus, Wabbits. We're on okay, the second you, point. No, we're, we're skipping ahead. The rest of them are okay, except for starting aerials gently. It's very hard to hit the ball with the front of your wheels. That's not actually your wheels, but the inside part of the tip of your car. That is very hard to do. I know it's a lot of aerial ways. car control. You don't do it. Don't pretend you I've, do it, Lizzie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. <laughs> the point was not... Okay. <laughs> the point of that was to not... I think a lot of people do air dribbles, but what ends up happening is because they're going at too fast of a speed... They're essentially just hitting the ball and then maybe mm-hmm. getting another touch on it, but they don't really have any control over the direction of the ball. Mm-hmm. So as you get very comfortable with aerials, you learn to start slow and then speed up a yes. lot of the time because you have yeah. more ability. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about... So that's why I think that point's fine. Because I think it's fine. I, but Yeah, that, and that's what I think he was trying to get. But you're saying that he wanted you to specifically do the like slow touch? Well, that's what he brought up. He was like, oh, while you're in the air, you can slow yourself down, get the specific touch so you can get another touch. Like, he very much took point of that specific mechanic, um, which I actually am happy that he did because it's showing specifically what you need to do and where you need to hit the ball in your car to get that type of touch rather than just saying, oh, get a light touch. He actually said, hit the ball in the specific spot with no flip in this area. Like, it was... It was really good. It was really good. But it's not something that most players probably See, I, below champ can do. No, like well, I, I'd even add, I think the reason it works is because a lot of people who do spinnies when they're doing air dribbles will naturally do it or yeah. naturally do something that's closer to it where you start slower because of the fact that you're spinning into the ball. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird thing that happens, but essentially if, if you practice enough, like your pop up with a spin, I think you'll naturally actually not propel yourself forward. Anyway. 
At yep. least that's yep. my experience. So, so yep. you can actually just the fact that you have that air aerial control that's been around while you're air dribbling means you'll do this naturally. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Anyway, still, mm-hmm. still, literally, like something. I mean, you once again, you can you can practice any mechanic you want, but something you don't even need to like champ do. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's why like I'm not really too too mad about this one because it's like oh wait until whatever um to really start implementing this but i don't know it was kind of clickbaity like use this to or this is stuff that everyone should be doing not <laughs> that's a lot of aerial car control and bar con- ball car control to like be able to do that like i i can't do that i just hit the you ball know what's funny though? <laughs> okay okay before before you get on to your main point in the rant okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i do think what the video shows, at least the fact that SSLs do this a lot, is, is you know, we, we've, we, I'm sure we've talked to death, especially with, geez, with Relentless on the show, about, like, <laughs> playmaking versus mechanics. Yep. Um, And I think what it shows is that there's definitely a level when you get to the top 1% of the game um, where in order to continue making, being such a, a um a strategical or or kind of outthinking type mm. player mm-hmm. you must have the mechanics to execute more things yes. or else you are l- too limited in your options yeah um if, if every one of your touches is a bang to the other side of the net they're just going to play wide and take control and then go for demos like you will lose that so and also you you, you, you are no longer like players who who like and Cruncher's like Cruncher just hit the ball, right? But <laughs> but Cruncher like Cruncher doesn't realize this, and I think his Cruncher's naturally an intuitive player, which is totally fine. Which um, but Crunch, if you see Cruncher play, he does a lot more small touches than I think he even realizes, even though mm-hmm. he's going full speed. Like he makes a lot more intermittent or small decisions than he. I think he thinks he does. Yeah. Um, and that's just because he he always plays at that speed, but um. So, so like if you see Cruncher in free play, like yes, he's hitting the ball around, but then all of a sudden he'll like go into a perfect air dribble essentially, or or go into some close control in very minute circumstances, or or flick immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so his ability to to be a monkey is amplified by the fact that um, he doesn't he have the to. mechanic. Yeah. yeah, he has the mechanics to back it up. But yeah, uh, point being, if you want to be a strategic player, there is a certain point where it's like. No, you got to put in the time to have that perfect control or mm-hmm. else you will you will eventually run out of options. You'll be too predictable, yeah. right? And you won't be a threat. And this is another thing. Sorry. That's <laughs> I kinda, true. I wanted my own right here, but do it. If, if if all he can do is shoot the ball, like I, I'd love to play against you. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? Or it's like or you're either going to slow the slow the ball down to 50 or you're going to shoot the ball. There's no other threat. So if I'm in a 1v1 situation, I'm like, well, let me. It's really easy to defend. You, you literally just challenge. <laughs> yeah, because because you'll probably if you do slow down and do a f- slow fifty on the ground. Well, you, I've just I've just challenged regardless, and I've given my uh, teammates, teammates time opportunity. To get back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, so there's no threat of a flick. So there's no reason for me to ever turn around in this situation. Yeah. Right. There's no threat of you all of a sudden going into an air dribble. Right. Where I have to defend slightly differently. Mm-hmm. It's like no, I'm literally just going to challenge you every time, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, but that's something that comes up like later on. You can get very, very high by just hitting the ball into the into the net with a little bit of power, like that gets you very, very far in this game. <laughs> um, and I feel like your rotations are are proper. Um, but at some point, 
Blazero is very much right. Mm-hmm. Your mechanics will force you down, even if you're in the right spot. If you're in the right spot and you can't get to the ball fast enough because your mechanics aren't aren't good enough, then you're just gonna be in the wrong spot. Um, if you can't if, hit it hard enough, then you're gonna you, be in the wrong spot. <laughs> if you can't use space, yep, like you're given a, you're given a league of space and you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You're just in the wrong spot. It doesn't matter because your mechanics aren't at the level. But if your mechanics do come up to that level of the rotation or your rotations come back up to the level of your uh, mechanics in the other side, like that makes a very big difference, a very, very big difference um, in terms of the top 1% versus the top 0.1%. And that's pretty much all that's actually relevant. It's in that, that difference of like, GC or champ three to like GC two to SSL to whatever. Those are very, very, very hard to beat. Side note, big. Okay. So my biggest issue is that. Okay. Patience. Patience on the wall. No, not yet. My biggest issue with the, the, um, the seatbelt video is this patience on the wall. Second biggest issue is that he put diamond twos against champ twos. That's such a big skill level difference. That is not even fair. The fact that the, the diamond twos almost like had a game even is genuinely amazing. And probably on the champ twos, not on the diamonds. Oh, a hundred percent. No, the champ twos were chilling, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're, they're messing around. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't think that was fair. Maybe Diamond 3's champ 2's, that might have a chance. Um, but if it's like people who are just genuine, like really set in Diamond 2, that's such a big difference. Like, not fair. Okay, finally getting to the point of this, where we need to be, patience on the wall. Um, the whole point that he brought up here was SSLs will stop on the wall, take control of the ball if it's coming towards them. Um, they'll know how to play the ball coming at them while they're on the wall. And... That's a very, very important thing to know. Um, if you can't like catch the ball and start dribbling it on the wall into maybe an air dribble or get a light pop on the ball off of the wall um, to go into like a quick flip to beat somebody or do anything like that, then your wall control is just not there at the level of pretty much GC one. GC one. Um, you might be able to get away with it in like champ and like champ three and below but you'll start getting punished in champ three and really they'll just take advantage of you in gc and above so if you can't, if you don't have this mechanic then you're just not going to be able to play the game the thing about this mechanic is that it's extremely hard to do um <laughs> it and he introduced it like oh this is probably the easiest one to do um all you have to do is learn how to catch the ball on the wall to get a light touch on the ball do something like this and it's saying that is easy Looking at it is easy. Doing it, I personally, like, I've probably put 150 hours of in-game and dedicated practice to learning how to work the ball on the wall. (laughs) And that's not even like, oh, I have the ball on my car and I've popped it up to the wall to uh, start an air dribble or a double touch, like that type of setup. That's irrelevant. I've spent a lot more time on that. But if the ball is coming at me and I'm already on the wall, Learning how to control that has genuinely been hundreds of hours of practice for me. And I still don't think I'm good at it. Like it's probably one of the hardest mechanics in the game of learning how to do this because it's reading your own car on the wall, which is completely different from reading your car on the ground and then being able to judge where the ball is going perfectly. And there's so many options of what you can do and what you have to be able to do to control the ball properly. You can like, pop it slightly up so that you can go into an air drill, but you can pop it across to start like 
maybe dribbling it along the wall in, uh, for a defensive play. You can delay your touch a little bit so that you get that weird pinch on the wall so that it bangs out to the other side if it's like a defensive play, which is super, super important to do and will get you a lot of goals and re- will relieve a lot of pressure if you can do it. But it is genuinely one of the hardest mechanics in the game because it's so precise in terms of timing and you have to learn so many small things to figure it out. Like he says it's the easiest thing to do. It is by far, in my opinion, the hardest thing to learn. <laughs> That's my um, rant on that. <laughs> and I would even say a, it's it's not even like for me, the catch has always actually been a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would even argue that the reason it's been easier for me to catch is because I completely understood the idea, even in like gold, um because i do in soccer all the time (laughs) i will completely like kill a ball dead you know what i mean like that is a skill in itself and it's not an easy skill right someone like blasts the ball at you and then you catch it and you Mm. kill it dead right on the spot so that like under understood for me and so like cushioning and kind of catching i got i think i think that is a skill in itself that you have to practice but then on top of it is to immediately already know what you're gonna do next Exactly. Um, which is, I think, the way harder part. Because mm-hmm. within half a second, you have to adjust to what's happening on the field and decide, are you going to hit it? Are you going to continue to dribble on the wall? Are you going to bring it down to the wall? Right? And mm-hmm. then execute it perfectly from essentially a standalone position. So Yeah. And sure, cushioning and catching the ball, sure, that's easy. You can just kind of let it hit your, hit your car on the top and it's awesome. But if you just let it hit your car on the top then one, that's probably going to pop out to the opponent. And if you're above your net, then that's just a free goal for them. Um, But if you don't know exactly where that ball is going before you hit it, then you've just given possession to the opponents. Because they're already probably ready for whatever's going to happen. They're like, oh, I'm slightly far away, but I already have momentum towards this. I know where I'm going. But you're stuck on the wall, no momentum. You don't know where the ball is going if you don't. And you're like, well, I hope it goes in front of me so I can boost to it. And if it doesn't, then I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's where it comes in. It's you really do need very precise control of learning how to do this, and that's why I've spent so much time on it. Like, you can just catch the ball and be like, awesome. Now what? And you get scored on. So I would honestly recommend for most people that haven't practiced this, just leave the ball on the wall. Like if it's coming hard at the wall. Just don't go for it until you start practicing it and know what you have to do. Because you'll get scored on a lot for not um, not knowing what you're doing there. Case in point, uh, Wabbits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in our games today, hey, that was, catch. it wasn't even on the wall. <laughs> that was a ground just, catch. I really messed it up. <laughs> it messed up a ground catch. Not even a wall catch. And uh, yeah, set, set up it up for the platter. Yeah, and we just got scored um, on. And that was on the ground. And I was like, oh, this is easy. I'm already fine. I don't need to even worry about this because it's on the ground. I'm not worried. And then I just put it out to the mid and it was a goal. But that is so much more common on the wall if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very much a thing that you need to do. So I understand why he put it in this video. But he put it off or explained it as if it was something that's easy to do. It's not. And it will lead to you getting scored on while you're practicing this in game. Like a hundred percent of the time. 
a hundred percent of the time. Uh, okay. I think those are great points. And, you know, I guess I brought up, I'm not going to add anything to it. I think, I think you made all the correct points. Um, what I'm going to actually add to all this is that, um, guess what? Speaking of us playing today, we played some games. We played some games. Our week in Rock League, we played some games. And, hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to make mention of this because I think in our week in Rock League is to show our journey in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally, you know, I hit GC last week. Last week we were celebrating me hitting GC. Mm-hmm. Um, this week I'm back C3 Div 1, okay? So yep. that's where I'm currently at. Uh, and I played with Wabbits and Wabbits was congratulating me saying I was carrying him, which I, I very much appreciate. Um, and I was telling him like, this is the best I've played all week pretty much. Uh, and I think it's because when I went back down, um, all the skills that I learned to be able to play at the GC level, not at all transferable or at least, no, I felt like I was playing way better the past mm-hmm. week, but you have to really readjust when you're kind of back down in C3, C2 level yeah. uh, gameplay. So, um, yeah, Wabbits, uh, I know you have some thoughts on this, and specifically you want to, you want to. Uh, I think we were having a discussion earlier uh, today where we were saying uh, even maybe like a top GC3, shall we say, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to quite go SSL because I think in SSL there might be a point where, where they are significantly higher level. But even like a top GC3, I don't think would be able would still have a hard time adjusting to that rank. That was essentially your argument. Yeah. So my argument here is that one mechanics makes a, such a big difference with this. Like I think a mechanical player can probably go down easier and play down easier if they're a like hyper mechanical player. Um, but that's just because they're, they're straight up better and they're not getting punished for their uh, high level mechanics and all of that. But even still, um, I think playing down is very, very, very hard to do if you're within a very uh, a specific rank. And at that specific rank is relative to what your highest and what your average is. Like if your average rank is like, let's say for me, let's say I was uh, like before the month before uh, I finally made it back up to GC and finally hit GC2. I'm still sat, so happy about that. Um, but looking at that, like me playing in the low C3s was like, yeah, champ threes was the perfect rank for me to be stuck because my mechanics aren't good enough to force a win. Um, but my rotations aren't necessarily useful, I guess, in that rank, (laughs) um, because nobody else is playing to the level that I'm expecting them to be playing at. So me hitting the ball to mid for an empty net is like, Oh wait, no, my teammates are both rotating back. So nobody's ready to turn because they're both not comfortable being low boost or they're not maybe they double committed or something like something wrong happened. And then my pass out to mid for an empty net either is too hard for that because I'm expecting the rotations to be a bit quicker and someone to be there. And now that is completely useless and I've just put the ball across so that that higher level rotation and that expectation of, of skill, I guess is essentially useless. And you're actually just forcing yourself to be in a bad spot. And with this, I think that that is relevant for every single rank. When you go down a little bit, like one or two ranks from where you think you're from your highest and your average, 
then I think you're just not going to be able to play and you're not going to be able to climb and you will be stuck a little bit down and you won't be comfortable. And it's because you're not going to be comfortable. So an SSL playing in GC2 or lower is going to be hard stuck. A GC or uh, a pro player playing in low SSL might be hard stuck. Um, a Diamond 2 player playing in flat 3 might be hard stuck. And that's just because they can't figure out where they're supposed to be because they're playing up. So you have to figure out how to play down and that's such a hard skill and I don't like doing it. I have a lot of issues with it. I'm not good at it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it because I don't know. <laughs> you just have to figure out what to I, do and get lucky. <laughs> and I mean, we've, we've talked about this before and I think, I think this is our biggest frustration is that it then develops bad habits essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like habits that that's that you have to then get rid of when you go back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but if someone is good enough, and I think especially mechanically when we were talking about, um, that is something that will, uh, that you, that you should be able to get out of. But I mean, even, even to take the example of when I went to uh, DreamHack, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think I was, uh, what's the word? I think I was smurfing. Well, no, I literally went on a random computer then there yeah. and everyone else was on a random computer. But um, it, I was essentially what, like a plat level player or a diamond level player. And I was playing mm-hmm. against like literally bronze player or maybe silver players. Yep. And I could not carry every game. So, yep. <laughs> um, so you know, it, it's where I think you have to be such a significant level higher to actually be able to carry in a lot of cases. Yeah. And you have uh, to have that level of mechanic to be able to carry it. Cause I think every pro player should be able to do it though. Yeah. Yeah. The pro to SSL is very much like, I actually don't know. That's me guessing. I think it's probably like somewhat relevant, but if it's a not mechanical pro player, that's like very good at reading the play and knows what's going on. Maybe they might have a bit of issues with actually grinding through the SSLs. Um, Probably I think not, you essentially but... play it like the one V seven, Justin, like you, I think yeah. that's how you play it. Yeah. That is the correct thing to do. in that scenario. Yeah. And that is so hard for so many people to do because they're just not at that mechanic mechanical level to be able to like, oh, if I have control of the ball, I know what I'm doing. I'm just better than every single other person on this field so I can just beat them. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's right. hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we'll probably end it here. Uh, I think we've, we've made our point. I don't want to go too far into that because that's a specific topic we've touched to death on when it comes True. to lower or higher ranks. <laughs> I think more than anything, we're laughing at the idea that Cruncho being stuck in like C1, he wouldn't be able to win games. Oh, okay. Uh, Actually on this, I was playing with <laughs> just, it reminded me, I was playing um, a little bit after you hopped off and okay. uh, at the start of one of the games, one of the opponents uh, said hi to one of my teammates um and then my teammates said hi back and at some point i don't know when uh we they started talking and the one guy that was on my team said that they were um in 1800 and the guy on the other team said that they were a 1700 and i was like this is 1550 that does not make sense But then I started thinking about it in the context of like, oh, you're playing down and you're playing down to the rank that you're not comfortable in. And it's like, no, that actually does make a lot of sense. And I think Cruncho has actually had this issue when playing in like in the game nights or just if we're playing a random six bands um, in the discord, like he's not that much better because he doesn't know where everything else is. And it doesn't feel like an SSL playing. It feels like 
kind of a bad whatever rank is this is playing because <laughs> it doesn't quite work and a lot well, of the things that you've learned his, all his assumptions that he's literally been practicing on daily yeah are incorrect when playing with that level of player <laughs> yeah exactly and it's just it's very very hard to to play down and i just thought it was funny to be in a game with a 1700 and an 1800 and think wow they're both the worst players on the field <laughs> kind of because three, <laughs> we, we got scored on three times one of them was straight up an own goal by my other teammate and then the other two were because of him not going for the ball and then in one of them he literally yelled in, in uh, team chat go for the ball and i was like that's yours that was yours 100 percent of the time <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i don't know if it's like just because you look at your teammates and things are so bad and you're like, oh, I, how am I supposed to play with this? Um, or you're, whatever else is happening, I'm not quite sure why playing down is so hard, but you just can't fit in. And not fitting in makes the game so much harder to win and it's just kind of a downward spiral to a certain point where your mechanics force yourself to stay there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. I could, I could listen to you go another 10 minutes. You want to? Go ahead, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I probably could, but I'm not going to. I will say you were playing amazing today. Like you were playing yeah. so well. I Usually when I play with other people, I try and um, figure things out to let them fit into the rotation and like figure out the mechanics and see what's going on so that I'll play a little bit farther back or play a little bit farther forward and force a thing to work out. Um, you just straight up fit in. Like I, I really didn't have to do much after like the first one or two games to be like, oh, I have to play like this to do this. I have to do this to do this. It was, it just worked. It was really, really good. And you know, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that though. What? Because literally two weeks ago we played like two games in GC, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did not understand your rotations. Yep, my dude. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the amount of times that we were in the same spot. Did did not make sense, and I think the reality was right. There's two things. One, the fact that I literally, literally seven GC games, like I think that's all I had, <laughs> has made me as in a significantly better player. Yep. Um. Uh. And uh. So that's really fun. But but two, um, the I felt like back then I was trying to adjust to you. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be the one to adjust to you, and that's a false premise for two reasons. Uh, one, who am I who don't usually play in GC trying to adjust to a GC? Um, yep. And two, you should. I think you should be reading the play, the pace of the play instead of trying to adjust for your teammates as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because I think it's easier if there's one person adjusting, right? Then it's easier for that one person to adjust if the two teammates are being consistent in how they're moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have three people trying to all adjust to each other, that's when you're playing the worst. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, I, th- I also think that if you're playing up, uh, I guess a false issue that you come to is like, oh, I need to play faster. So I'm just going to start cutting. Mm. And that's the thing that very much happens a lot with most people that try and, uh, play up into a race well that's what happened two weeks ago until i had my own experience of playing enough to be like oh no this is totally fine i can play at this level yeah you just try and play faster because you're like oh god i'm i don't fit in here i need to just go for everything i need to not think (laughs) you know you're in the wrong spot too (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. So what ends up happening there is you're just like you force a lot of double commits because you're you're cutting and you're doing uh, bad like boost rotations and you're just in the wrong spot all the time. And it's like I think that that's the biggest issue. You you try to play faster, which doesn't work. You can play a little bit faster and be like, oh, I need to I need to push myself. But you shouldn't be harping on the thought of like I need to play fast. That's not going to work. You're not going to play fast. You're going to play bad. If you push yourself and be like, oh, I can turn a little bit earlier. I can go for a ball that I'm not comfortable with. I can do things like that. Then that's when you'll actually start to get better because you'll be going for things that you're not comfortable with. And things that you're not comfortable with are things that you need to be able to hit at that higher level. Mm. But things that you can't go for are things that you should not go for. And you have to learn to distinguish that um, if if you're playing up. 100%. 100%. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You were playing great today, though. You were playing very well. You want to play some more? It. Maybe. After I go eat. <laughs> okay, for sure. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, we'll end it here. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you uh, catch the the uh, the May wrap-up show. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> for our patrons, uh, <laughs> if they want to... I, I, I was thinking about, like, I, I actually forgot, because of the amount of stuff that I said on the, the, rap, the May esports wrap-up show, I like forgot what the controversial stuff I said <laughs> on the on Rob and Kyle show, but now it came back to me as we were doing the podcast. Um, so if you want to hear a backstory, all right, above some uh, some Lazero combo drama, hey, that's mm. for clickbait. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Not really, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you want to hear? I think money being talked about. You don't want to hear every taboo in the book. Uh, yep. Literally every uh, single taboo was great. <laughs> every, th- well, maybe not every single. T- actually, <laughs> we had a lot of taboos. Um. So yeah. Uh. Anyway, getting getting hot just thinking about it. Yeah. You know, just for not the fact that I'm talking to Wabbits right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so-, <laughs> so the Robin Kyle show is a very different show from this. That's just that's what you're getting. We're a lot more free, and this is already a very free form show of us just talking. But we, anyway, just, we just get there. Well, we'll promote the Patreon <laughs> next week so that people subscribe on the new month, so they're not double paid. So true. So no, yeah. I would say wait, wait till uh, wait till June first, and we'll then we'll promote like crazy. Um, Sounds good. But <laughs> for our patrons who are supporting us, who have been supporting us so so much, uh, helps out the show, helps pay for any uh, additional costs as mm-hmm. well as pay our editor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, thank you so so much to our to all our patrons who support us, whether it's the three dollar ad free tier or whether it's the five dollar uh, Robin Kyle tier. Um, but then special thanks to the roll call patrons of Cursor, JY's Paint, Raz, Psych Mopko, Tim Chew Barker, and Vance. Mm-hmm. All of you are awesome. Thank you yeah. so so much for continuing to support us. And we're hoping to really, as the summer kind of rolls in, we'll add some new things. Um, and yeah, try try to make some things happen. So. Uh, it's exciting exciting time yeah very exciting. uh things will be happening are oh wait for uh if you have like happen to listen to this day of and you're like oh i want that robin kyle show it's up for a bit you're good you can wait until the first you don't have to double you, you can wait a week yeah, yeah you don't have to <laughs> double charge yourself for sure for sure wait wait one week and then and then maybe look at the patreon um <laughs> your homework should you choose to accept it all right Mm-hmm. Uh, is to go for a walk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then go for like a 10 minute walk. Okay. Okay. Then lie down. 
stare at the sky and just lie there. No headphones. Nothing. Try and find a hill. Hills are. It can be a hill. It can be underneath a tree if there's sun. Hmm. It can be. It can be wherever you want. Okay, maybe not on the road, (laughs) but anywhere that's safe and and you can relax in the grass if possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go look at some grass um, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> we'll see you all next week bye bye